Hello, everybody, and welcome to Troubadour Podcast. Today, I'm going to be doing a poem, a deep poem, or a difficult poem, I think would be better, called Ballad of Birmingham by Dudley Randall. And the subtitle is, um, or in parentheses, is On the Bombing of a Church in Birmingham, Alabama, 1963. Now, I want to go into the poem itself and just jump into it. We'll read it. It's There's a simplicity to it, but there is, as often with poetry, something deeper that we can dig into. And I think it's important for all of us to not only read headlines, read news articles. I have friends who have been doing nothing but watching the news and listening to what's going on in the news and, and being inundated with this. And I'm sure you may be as well, and I'm similar myself. But I would encourage us to explore art as a way to understand some of the feelings people might be having at the moment. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish with this particular poem. As I said, I'm just going to hop into this one and um, we will explore it as I go or after I read it to you once. Ballad of Birmingham by Dudley Randall. On the bombing of a church in Birmingham, Alabama, 1963. Mother dear, may I go downtown instead of out to play and march the streets of Birmingham in a freedom march today? No, baby, no, you may not go, for the dogs are fierce and wild, and clubs and hoses, guns and jails aren't good for a little child. But mother, I won't be alone. Other children will go with me and march the streets of Birmingham to make our country free. No, baby, no, you may not go, for I fear those guns will fire. But you may go to church instead and sing in the children's choir. She has combed and brushed her night-dark hair and bathed rose-petal sweet and drawn white gloves on her small brown hands and white shoes on her feet. The mother smiled to know her child was in the sacred place, but that smile was the last smile to come upon her face. For when she heard the explosion, her eyes grew wet and wild. She raced through the streets of Birmingham, calling for her child. She clawed through bits of glass and brick, then lifted out a shoe. Oh, where, oh, here's the shoe my baby wore, but baby, where are you? So the poem is based on a an historical incident. And you may have in school, if you're, you know, ed- educated in, in America, particularly, you probably have seen the images of the uh, riots and the protests in the 1960s. Now I'm recording this in June, 2020. And, you know, as we speak, there are still protests, although they seem to be dying down a little bit. And those protests often turned or had violence in them, whether it was part of the protest or it was a separate group 
It was the same kind of thing happening in the 1960s. I would say probably much worse in the 1960s. Uh, although we see more of it today because of video. So we think it was much worse today than it was in the past. I would, from what I understand of the stats and the, diff, you know, the deaths and the, the, not just the arrests, but just the amount of people that this occurred to. And then of course you have these horrific bombings like this. Things were much more violent, much more deadly, much more dangerous in the past. Today, there have been horrible things that have occurred, and that is bad, but it's not as bad as it was in the past. So this is based on a historical incident. And, um, you know, the, here's the quick background. Throughout 1963, Birmingham, Alabama, was the site of demonstrations and marches protesting the racial segregation of schools and other public facilities. Although they were intended as peaceful protests, these demonstrations often erupted in violence as police attempted to disperse them with fire hoses and police dogs. On the morning of September 15, 1963, a bomb exploded during Sunday school at the 16th Street Baptist Church. Four children were killed and 14 were injured. Now, here's some questions to go through this poem or before uh, to, to kind of help us with this poem. And, and what I want us to think about is think about a news article and how this poem differs from a news article, what it can convey that a news article cannot convey and why that. And I think that's really important that we're inundated with these news articles, but there's something that poetry and literature can provide us in stepping inside the, in the feeling that's going on. And there's a kind of irony that's happening in this poem. So let's explore the poem stanza by stanza. And then we'll ask a couple more questions perhaps to help us decipher this poem. So in parentheses, right at the beginning, we see on the bombing of a church in Birmingham, Alabama, 1963. So we understand that there is going to be an explosion or this, that this is in lieu or, or, or inspired by a bombing and that there's something you know horrible about that. And not just a bombing, but a bombing of a church. So we know that there's, this is a powerful poem, at, at least in the subject matter, right in the beginning. Now, if you're listening on the podcast and you're not necessarily, um, you're not necessarily watching this on YouTube or Facebook, then you don't, you may miss that this first stanza is in quotations. And I did my best to kind of change my voice a little bit, but I try not to overdo it because it tends to feel affected and weird if I do that. And I'm not great at it, but the first stanza is in quotes and it's uh, said by a young girl to her mother. So that's the speaker. So in this poem, it's very important to know who the speaker is in the moment. So it's quotation or quote, mother, dear, may I go downtown instead of out to play and march the streets of Birmingham in a freedom march today. So she asked this young little girl wants to go and, you know, march with her friends. And she's doing this in lieu of play. And in a sense, I think there's a relation, you know, a view um, and, and a feeling that this girl is doing it to be a part of this group. She's in marching in Birmingham for this little girl is a kind of play. Like she doesn't know the seriousness of it. I think there is an important tone that is captured in that she doesn't quite grasp it. 
just like kids today don't really understand what's going on. You know, I, I'm always baffled by um, parents who let their kids, you know, hold all these political signs because that kid, whether you're a Trump supporter or, um, you know, a Biden, or if you're on the left or the right, you know, religious, not religious, like having a, a young kid hold out a sign is a little bizarre sometimes because that child can't possibly have their own independent views on these issues. And, you know, I just find that very weird um, that that's allowed or that parents, you know, encourage that often. But okay, that's the first stanza. So the little girl is asking to go play in the sense. And, and But what she wants to play is the thing that all her friends are doing right now, which is the Freedom March. Now, uh, and then the next stanza is the mother answering. So this is also in quotes. No, baby, no. You may not go, for the dogs are fierce and wild, and clubs and hoses, guns and jails aren't good for a little child. So the mother answers, and she says no, and she gives her reasons. She says there's fierce dogs, they're wild. You know, these are all the things that I was talking about when I was reading what happened in Birmingham, Alabama. That's what's going on. Um, now, pay attention to this, though. The mother is saying, no, do not go march on the Freedom March. And, you know, because these bad things that might happen are bad for a little child. She's protecting the child, right? That's the whole point. The next stanza. But mother, so this is quotes from the young girls answering. But mother, I won't be alone. Other children will go with me and march the streets of Birmingham to make our country free. So the little girl is the voice of the future of, you know, even though it's kind of playful, she's innocent. I think that's the operative word here. She's innocent. She doesn't understand the dangers really. She doesn't quite comprehend it. And her mother is overprotective or protective, maybe not overprotective, but protective. And, you know, she doesn't want to have danger for her child. So again, you know the ending now. I've already read this poem. So there's an irony there. She doesn't want her child to be endangered. You know, she doesn't want, she doesn't want to take a risk. And in doing that, she allows the status quo to remain, which the status quo itself, we'd find out, is risky. Right? So this is an important message we're getting in this poem. Okay, um... But mother, I won't be alone. Other children will go with me and march the streets of Birmingham to make our country free. So she's trying to make her country free to, to end segregation, to end, you know, um, actual racism in the South where they were separating, you know, uh, there, there was a blacks and a whites fountain type idea. Like these types of segregated areas were public, they were rampant, and they were immoral. And the little girl with her friends wants to fight this. The mother again answers, no, baby, no, you may not go, for I fear those guns will fire, but you may go to church instead and sing in the children's choir. So instead of fighting for something, because I'm afraid that you're going to get shot, then instead just go sing and be innocent and remain as an innocent child. Okay. I mean, we could sympathize with that feeling, I think, that the desire to do that. Now we have, for the first time, we have the narrator of the poem or the, the poet himself or the, the de describer describing this scene um, goes into a description of what's the little girl. 
and the stanza goes, She has combed and brushed her night-dark hair, and bathed rose petal sweet, and drawn white gloves on her small brown hands, and white shoes on her feet. That should have a pretty quaint, cute, innocent, naturalistic, like as in being in nature image in your mind. That this this little girl is associated with with nature, with rose petals, and even the way the white gloves sounds, you know, white doe. She's like a little you know forest nymph, little animal in in the forest, but not in a negative way. In in stressing the connection to innocence and fragility. And I think that's what you're getting with and drawn white gloves, right? Like the, the, the kind of unsanitary or un, um, sullied with the rest of the world on her small brown hands, like these little fragile hands and white shoes on her feet. So I think it stresses the fragility. Next stanza. Again, the narrator, the mother smiled to know her child was in the sacred place, but that smile was the last smile to come upon her face. So right there, she smiled to see her daughter go to church, but it would become the last smile and we know why. Right. And so you can imagine that there were four children killed in the Birmingham church. One of them, you know, or they had mothers, right? And this, this would have been a very accurate portrayal of that for those individuals is they, they were, you know, all this craziness was going on, but they were protected in this church, but they weren't the place that they should have been protected. The place that should have protected them. The safe place is not safe. And that again is what the little girl wanted to fight against is at least protest, um, some aspect of having freedom and the, and, living in a better, more safe environment. Next stanza. For when she heard the explosion, her eyes grew wet and wild. This is the mother. She raced through the streets of Birmingham, calling for her child. Very simple imagery. She hears an explosion. Her eyes grew wet and wild. Just picture this mother. She raced through the streets of Birmingham, calling out for her little child. She clawed through bits of glass and brick. I mean, that is an image, right? You could imagine her getting bloodied. You know, that, that, that kind of, she doesn't feel her body anymore. She's just trying to claw her way to her daughter. Very powerful imagery. She clawed through bits of glass and brick, then lifted out a shoe Oh, here's the shoe my baby wore, but baby, where are you? Now we know where the baby is. The baby is gone and she was in a church and she's gone off to another place. I think this is a powerful ballad. And one of the reasons I wanted to read this and what I think it's um, powerful in so the ballad form is was a popular form before, particularly before Gutenheim's um, uh, Gutenheim um, uh, Gutenberg's printing press. And one of the ways you would convey information is through ballads. 
one reason rhyme is so helpful in meter and having a meter and a rhyme like this is actually this is a mnemonic or memory device. It helps you memorize events and that you go on. And in as ballads, you know, after Gutenberg, as they progressed, they retained that information aspect, but they um, weren't only focused on simplistic. You know, the king went here, and the the France, the king of France came to Britain, and you know, just giving specific things and and yelling them out for people to gain information. It retained a little bit of that, but it also gained something deeper and more poetic and has, and it still has a lot of that in trying to convey experience. Now with everything that's going on in our culture, I'm not trying to suggest that what's happening today is like what is, what happened in Birmingham or that it is, um, I didn't even notice I had that. Oops. Sorry about that. Hit the wrong button for a second. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend or think that what happened, what's happening today in Seattle, for instance, or uh, across the country, whenever you hear of violence, I don't think that that is the same as this necessarily. Although there are similarities and many people believe that it's very similar and that we're continuing this debate and this, or this fight, I should say. And it's an important question for us to express and to think about. And I really want people who are often either sharing or reading news that is denigrating or pushing aside the seriousness of the allegations about, um, you know, racism either in the country or in particular areas. Now, whether you agree with the outcomes you know, in terms of where racism is and what causes it, for instance, and why it's there and, and how and how to deal with it. And there may be a slew of ideas to, to express, to talk about that. I think before you approach that, the first thing you should do is you should understand and you should try to meet people where they are. And then you can ask them questions, lead them into something um, a little bit resembling how we can as a society come together to actually improve the society. And, you know, um, now to the other side, you know, people who are not in agreement with the, or people who think the protests are completely, you know, legitimate, that, that racism is rampant, that it's the worst place in the world, um, that there's whatever you want to, you know, like that, that it's worse than the 1960s. I would, challenge you to think that, you know, to, to understand that there has been progress and that what happened in Birmingham and the kinds of ways, you know, and the kinds of things they were doing are, have gotten somewhat better. And we need to continue that rather than, um, or at least that's one way to think about it. You know, maybe you do want to tear everything down. And if you do, then, you know, think seriously about that. But I think what, Poetry doesn't give you an answer. So this isn't a poem about telling you what you should do and how you should believe. It's a poem about a mother and a daughter and the, or it's a poem about a church bombing. That's what it's a poem about. That's the subject is a church bombing, but it takes the focal point of a mother and a, a conversation between a mother and a daughter. And then the loss of the daughter as the bomb goes off. 
So that feeling though, that experience, which is one that I hope nobody has to experience ever again, except through this poetry, so that we can understand the atrocities and the emotions people feel about these situations. And there we can kind of move into something um, resembling improvement of our society. Okay, so that's our poem for today, The Ballad of Birmingham. I hope that the poem resonated with you a little bit, and I suggest or recommend, you know, going and reading it and reading other poems of, you know, injustices and, and the kind of racial tension that was going on to get a feel for the, the you know, anger that existed and the, the righteous anger and the why people felt that way. Okay, thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.